Thank you for joining. Welcome, everybody, to my podcast. This your host, the Prince of Fresh Air, a.k.a. Mr. No Days Off, back with a good brother of mine's, the Don, the Fruitcake. What's going on? Uh, nothing, man. Just got back from work, hanging out. You know, uh, I got a couple questions for you just uh, as we get our, our discussion here going. But other than that, I'm hanging in there, just chilling. Yeah, I'm just waiting for unemployment to hit the bank account, but <laughs> can't complain at this point. Yeah, I hear that. I get paid on Thursday. So just uh, two more days. Perfect. So let, let's start off this podcast with a bang. Uh, the topic is going to be uh, much uh, recently departed George Floyd, my cousin from another brother. And uh, we're going to just hit it straight on the head. So let's get this podcast rolling. Let's not keep these people waiting. All right, yeah, I, I kind of figured that it was it was kind of my idea to get this going. Just you know, me being a white dude from suburban Long Island, and you, a very dark black man from the Bronx, and uh, <laughs> you know, just see see how it kind of affects both of us and what our feelings are about it, and uh, you know, whatnot. Because this is one of the rare times that uh, you're gonna get a serious look at you and me conversating or having uh, a conversation, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, despite how how much we joke and uh, how much fun this podcast is going to be, it's a very it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people, and I think this is a discussion we should have. So I'm yeah. glad we're doing this. Definitely. So I guess I mean we all know about George Floyd's passing. The uh, Minnesota police officer kneeling on his neck for you know it's about nine minutes. I guess it was eight minutes and forty six seconds or something like that. So I guess I just kind of want to know what was your initial reaction to uh, seeing that video starting circulating on social media. So, you know, for me, at first, I didn't want to watch it uh, just because I heard how gruesome it was, mm-hmm. especially from, you know, mm-hmm. co-workers and, and stuff. So I ended up watching it on Twitter. And it's just cra- it's heartbreaking, you know, to see something like that, uh, you know, where you have a grown man, almost 50 years old, screaming in handcuffs that he can't breathe. And he's calling out to his mom just to find out that she uh, she died a couple years ago. Right. So that just speaks to volumes how, how messed up that situation is. And it's sad that, you know, he had to pass in such a tragic way. But I'm glad we're finally getting the justice that we deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that he was arrested for trying to use a counterfeit $20 bill or something like that. I saw a tweet from a white dude that said... Um, a couple of years ago or a couple like you know, decade ago, he's tried using counterfeit money. He got arrested, but he didn't get. I mean, he said it cost George Floyd his life. It's for him. It's a story that he tells at parties sometimes. So that's kind of night and day about how the police can go from one thing with a white person to another thing with a black dude. Um, Man, it's, it's so I actually saw another video about it a couple uh, days after that video published on Twitter where there was another video of him getting beat up in the back of the police car mm-hmm. by the same officer and another one. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Uh, it's one of those days where even though I am a, a big dark skinned guy, I've never had bad interactions with police. Well, that was I actually... Remember, that was actually my one of my next questions was growing up in New York City. Did you ever have any run-ins with the police? Uh, I have uh, very few times. I mean, you know, as young idiots, uh, you know, I've done stupid things, hopping the turnstile in high school and middle school. Uh, nothing ever resulted in like going to jail or anything. But I remember one time it happened, and me and the police officer, it was a white a guy, we ended up talking about Broadway and my aspirations to be an actor. And we just had a nice six-minute conversation, and I just went on about a. We went on about our day, mm-hmm. so I've never had a bad interaction. I've never been pulled over, uh, even when I was living in Long Island with you mm-hmm. and your family. I've never been pulled over. I've never been stopped. I've never been frisked. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where, like, I know that it can happen to me. But I've never been in that position. Right. And even even you know. even at college in our small little town upstate New York, I think you had some good interactions with the, the local police there too, right? Oh yeah, we were I, we were a lot of good friends. Um, you know, because of the fact that I come from a very approachable um, uh, mindset. Not not saying that every black person you knows aggressive like the media portrays, but 
I just come off as a nice guy. You know, I do magic tricks. I like to talk. I like to learn about other people. And so I, one of the things I realized is that when you treat people with respect, uh, you give respect back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not the case. Some people give respect and still end up being put six feet under. Right. But uh, yeah, I've just always give respect, you know, to everybody. That's it. I mean, I feel like so much in this world can be avoided by simply talking. I mean, obviously something like George Floyd's gone way beyond that. Um, it kind of turned south. I mean, he the guy was in handcuffs on his stomach. There's, he's not a threat. There's no need to drive a knee into his neck. And it's not like he had any weapons on him, I don't think. Um, no, he did it. It's just, it's just an obscene abuse of power by those four Minnesota cops. And good riddance to them. They're going to be put in jail, hopefully, for a very long time. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, now, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, but before before I ask, uh, ask the question, uh, it's one of those things where... So I was just watching Live PD right before that whole thing mm-hmm. happened uh, on YouTube. And you see that exact same maneuver being done even on camera. And, you know, it's unfortunate that you still see on live camera, you know, where people, you know, get to watch this in the comfort of their own home. Mm-hmm. That, you know, some of these officers usually do it to big black guys. Right. And, like, you, you'll you see them using unnecessary force. Yeah, sometimes those people are resistant and understand it. But you'll have people like, I don't got nothing. They throw them down on the floor, handcuffs. Or, you know, they got to put them in handcuffs, but they need them right on their neck. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't let up for a couple of minutes. And it's just like, why? It's a... Uh, it's, it's all it's all a, a messy situation. Right. I mean, I'm a part of uh, I'm a part of a couple of police forums on like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, I guess law enforcement subreddits on Reddit, and uh, a bunch of them were saying how they've never been taught to put their knee on someone's neck. They were taught in the middle of the back, like on the spine. So I guess uh-huh. you know you don't want to cut off circulation to their freaking brain. That's a little excessive. Um, but I, I did also see that Minnesota is now banning. I think chokeholds or something like that from their training uh, which is also a good start for something like that to hopefully never be used again which which it can be so go so wrong so quickly you know yeah well it's one of those things where it's, it's hopefully uh, a lot of other um, counties and states follow suit um, but we at a start of uh, a new transition to life which I want to touch on later but one of the questions I had for you because uh, we never really talk, we joke about it, but I never really, it's something I never really thought about. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have white privilege? I know that's a big thing, Me? especially right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely do believe after some, some introspection in the last couple of weeks, I definitely do. Um, I think actually it's not so much, it's probably going to get a lot of flack, but it's not so much skin color. I think it's more of being born into a family with like, you know, the mother and father are still in my life. Um, right. That that seems to be the biggest thing in nowadays is that I think something like forty percent of kids born are born out of wedlock. Um, so without having a strong family together, those kids, you know, turn out not as great as you and luckily as luckily you and me. Um, so I, I think it's more of a situation with a family than skin color, personally. But at the same time, I also do believe I do have definitely some white privilege. Um, could I give you specific examples? Probably not. Um, especially because you have no runs with the law that I can compare my mind to. Like I've been pulled over a couple times and gotten tickets and whatever, but that's no big deal. Um, so I can't compare it to anything really. If you had something else to like, if you had a story to tell that I could compare it to, that would be probably a little more eye opening to me. But, um, I'm sure I do have some semblance of white privilege, especially growing up on the suburbs of Long Island. But, um, I think it's more of a problem with families and the um, the death of basically a you know mother father married in a house kind of deal because you were adopted or fostered, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it turned out it turned out well for you, but unfortunately, a lot of other kids it doesn't turn out so well for you know. Uh, I think that's probably yeah. the biggest problem. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, it comes it's a lot of different factors. You know, even for me being adopted at a young age, I. You know, yeah, a lot of people's circumstances are, you know, the same or they grow up mm-hmm. in, you know, rough neighborhoods and different towns. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like you have to make your own future and you have to get out of that that um, that mentality right. because 
you know, I some of my brothers that I don't really speak to often, but you know, some of them, uh, you know, have rough upbringings, but they've made a <clears throat> a big change in their life. Yeah, they grew up rough, had a lot, did, did some jail time and mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, they realized that. You know, when you're 35, 40, 45, and, you know, you, it's time to have a family and a career that, you know, it's, it's time to change. You got to get out of that uh, the street mindset of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm adopted and, you know, the system is against me. I don't think that way. I don't. I never looked at, you know, acting gig and said, I'm not getting it because I'm black. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's just one of those things where it is what it is. You can't help certain things, you know. And so, uh, but that's a big thing I realized is that people use their upbringing and stuff to, you know, influence the choices that right. they make. And I'm not saying that's everybody, but yeah, a good that's something else I want to bring up too. I was talking with my family over dinner the other night, and uh, it's kind of like a, a sick circle that people in the inner city I feel like are in, where they have they're born into a family without the father or the mother or whatever. They go to a crappy public school that doesn't have the services that they need. And they just get stuck. They get sucked into the life of the inner city and they just get stuck. They don't have the resources to make it out. Right. So yeah. you obviously with the, the, uh, the scholarship fund from your, from St. Bonaventure got out. Good for you. Now you live in LA. Um, but a lot of people aren't like that, unfortunately, that are born in the city with um, those limited resources, which is another problem too, I think. Um, yeah. It, it's um. So I was just watching a interview. I don't know if you know Dr. Umar Johnson. He's a a very controversial guy. He's like pro Africanist. Um, but one thing he talked about was how the cycle repeats itself, especially in the black and uh, you know Hispanic mm-hmm. community, where you know you grow up without a, a father. Uh, you grow up in the streets because you know, unfortunately, a lot of people idolize you know entertainers and basketball players or sports athletes more than education. Mm-hmm. And even for me growing up, I remember the days where I used to get bullied because I used to love goosebumps. I used to read <laughs> goosebumps. Didn't you know? I I didn't want to be out all types in the night doing right, whatever right. I wanted to. You know, I I loved it. I love school, and so a lot of people get bullied for you know trying to get A's mm-hmm. in math and science, and then they realize you know what, this is not what I want. I don't want to be bullied no more. So they turn into the streets, or you know they uh, they start making some choices that you know later in life they may or may not yeah, regret definitely. and so and that's a big problem in the community and that's one of the things i'm gonna I'm touch on uh later but yeah it's uh there's a lot more to this story than um i think a lot of people aren't talking about mm-hmm. a lot of more uh discussions we should have oh. but i'm gonna wait on as the uh conversation goes on and dive into okay. it great um another one i had for you was like uh when you were growing up in, in the Bronx, were you ever, like, taught or shown how to, like, act towards the police a certain way as a kid? Um, no. Um, I've... You know, we never really... None of my really uh, family uh, never really had run-ins with the laws. I mean, uh, sometimes it's unavoidable. You get a speeding yeah. ticket. But I've never had to be dealt, you know, uh, be taught how to handle police because I've just never had to you know deal with it i it's just one of it's it's a funny thing because i grew up you know as a, a nerd uh you know stu- studious so i remember you know in school when they used to teach you how to drop and roll yeah, and the course. safe haven stuff so my whole thing was like everybody used to joke on me about you know the moment i get in a conflict with somebody i'm gonna just call the police <laughs> and run away oh so so, so uh, they, they think you're a snitch you snitches get stitches hey takashi's my brother <laughs> so you know what can I say? Staying in family, uh, but no, it's it, it. It was just something I grew up about. You know, I always respected police. I, um, you know, I used to work with uh, PAL, which is the police academy, yeah, yeah. I believe, in New York. Um, so I used to do do some work with them growing up too. I just always had a uh, profound respect. I never been in fear in my life, uh, even you know, as a black man, which. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people tell you, you know, F the police, be afraid mm-hmm. of the police, you know, look at them the wrong way and they beat you up or shoot you. I, I you know, one of the things I realized is that there's not always the case. Yeah, there's people who are out there who are power hungry. Um, but I just never had that, you know, that um, that situation mm-hmm. happen to right. me. And, and that's not to say it right, won't happen. Of course. 
but that's also I think it's it's just part of the times too. Back in the day, you know, there's no cell phones. Not everyone's carrying around a portable video camera. This has been going on for long before the last 20, 30 years. This has been going on since probably police departments were founded in the 1700s, 1800s. So it's I, I don't know how I'm not sure how we changed that. That it's I think it's pretty ingrained in the fabric of policing personally. This systemic racism, to for lack of a better term. Um, how would you think you could go about solving that in, like, say, New York NYPD? How do you think they could go about solving their racial uh, relations? So the big thing for me, and this is what I touched on in my last uh, episode, the first episode I did, is all comes back to media. Because if you ever look at the media, and it, this goes back to my, you know, my career as an actor too, but the media has these agendas and they make uh you know black people seem like animals all they do is shoot each other commit crimes and you know it's one of those things where you know for instance um you know when some people get shot and it gets um uh, publicly addressed the first thing they do is not say the officer's innocent they say oh he was stealing a candy bar mm-hmm. or he was robbing uh robert down the street for his watch it's never it's always painting you know minorities as a a criminal so one of the things i would say is we have to start with the media we have to stop with the portraying you know minorities as drug dealers as criminals as petty Mm -hmm. thieves and you know start uplifting uh start promoting people who do positive things you know even when it comes to celebrities you know chris brown for instance every time he do something bad you know tmz Mm -hmm. is right there to follow him but when he's giving back to the community, donating money and helping out people, then nowhere yeah, to the be thing, found. The, the so bad news gets clicks and views. That's the problem with the media, right there, down to a nutshell. Um, no one. I mean, it's nice to hear feel-good stories, but the media makes their money on overwhelmingly negative pieces and stuff going on. So that's, I think, the biggest problem. And I mean, I'm all for getting better training for the police more retraining throughout their careers i don't think defunding the police is the answer that's just idiotic um the less money the police have the less able they are to respond to people's calls i see people calling for social workers to take on the work of police when every basically every uh mental disturbance call that they dispatch a social social worker to basically anywhere in the country they dispatch police along with Uh them because the mental people are the most violent so if you get rid of the police altogether, you're going to leave these social workers unprotected, unable to deal with all this stuff themselves. And it's just going to be a nightmare. It'll be it'll be defunding the police to get social workers to do their jobs before enough people die that they say, OK, we need a we need a police force now to protect us. And then we're just back to where we started. So I think I think the real the real meat and potatoes of it is they just need better training, more training and more retraining personally. Yeah, to, to touch on what you said about the defunding police, I'm not for, I'm not uh, agreeing with it mostly because here's the thing. I know right now at the times everybody hate the police and, you know, everybody just want to get that piece of the pie. But one of the things, you know, to think about is if they defund the police, what happens when someone burglarizes exactly. your home? What happens when someone attacks you and you need and you need help? You know, you call them now with the lack of funds, it's going to take yeah, them even longer to get They're going to have three officers you. working on weeknights, and they're only busy when you need them the most. Exactly. So now when, uh, when you know, when this uh, guy robs you or someone that, you know, burglarizes your home, you think an hour in, he's still going to be chilling <laughs> on the couch watching Netflix? He's going to be long really gone. Long. So it's uh, long gone. So it's, it's one of those things you have to think about it from a reasonable perspective. And I get where, you know, right now we're trying to change how the police uh, are acting, which another thing, uh, not to sidetrack it, but it also comes down to police education yeah, and training. So I was just, I was just talking to uh, my roommate about this, that, you know, a lot of officers, I didn't realize this, but a lot of officers have GDs, uh, probably failed the, the police academy, um, the military uh, test. And so... You know, now they just six months of training. Now they have a gun and a badge and a baton. And so some of them, you know, don't have the mm-hmm. proper education or don't know the law well. And so they take matters to their own hands. 
and that's a big issue. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they should have at least some college experience instead of just a high school diploma. And I think they're going to start leaning towards that as they see that this uh, this whole police brutality epidemic is getting worse and worse, at least in my opinion. But um, yeah, I just think it's more, I think it's the yeah. education both in school for them and in the academy after the academy while they're in service. Yeah, they have to they have to keep training. I don't care how many years mm-hmm. you've been on the force. Thank you. I appreciate it. But some of some of these people are still stuck in their ways. And it's unfortunate that a lot of the officers committing these crimes are like I, I hate to bring race into it, but they're older white males, so they still have they still live with these old I ideal you know, perspectives. They grew up as kids uh, grew up with uh, as kids and so, you know, that carries that carries into mm-hmm. their adulthood. So if you were taught to hate black people, you may not tell people, but now you know, you know, you start looking at, you know, minority right. sideways and and you, you bring the you use the most unnecessary force when the situation mm-hmm. just calls to a handcuff and put yep. them in the back of the car. That's another- There's a lot of good things coming from the protest. Um and I'm I'm glad people are doing this because I think without the protest, the the cop killer would be walking free. You know, this yeah, is cops killing people. A much, a much lesser charge than he does now. I think got bumped up to a, a just a level two felony, um, which is good. He will be in jail a very long time. Thank God. I think it's time that a lot of these um, officers are getting uh, arrested, mm-hmm. um, and it um, it's unfortunate that a lot of these. Um, before George Floyd, a lot of these cops are just walking free. It's like a they're killing people, and within a couple of days in their holding cell, you know, they back to collecting pension. Yep. So that up until now, there was no incentive for you know uh, for cops to stop what they're doing uh, because they realize they can just get away with it. Yeah, they might have to leave the force, but they'll collect on their pension. Right. So um, I'm glad uh, these officers uh, are getting their due diligence especially mr wong tan himself uh and you know one of the things too about these officers i was reading is that all of them have past uh histories of being violent right that's the the thing with that is i don't read into that as much as some other people because i feel like it's it's just complaints of excessive force like if you if someone if a cop were to pull you over for speeding and find out you have a warrant and you you get out of the car you put your hands behind your back and they cuff you and put you in the car you know, there's no no nonsense, but I'm sure you can still complain that the officer used excessive force, and there probably won't be any proof that he didn't. So I'll get marked down in his file. You know, so I don't read it too much into that. I think with the dude, at least the primary dude that had the knee on George Floyd's neck, um, probably deserved all those or a lot of those complaints he had. I can't speak for the others because I, um, I don't know them. I don't happen to see as much of them, so. I don't read too much into the whole complaints thing because I think it's too easy to levy complaints against cops. I mean, I, I, I could be totally wrong and this guy could have punched a million people in the face, but I have no idea. Oh, no, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not gung-ho about all these accusations, but I just thought it was um, interesting because I know one of the guys that ran into... Um, I forget the, the guy's name, unfortunately. The one that um, killed George Floyd, the one, um, the main... Right. A uh, cop, um, one of the um, suspects he, uh, that he beat him up, and uh, I think he shot him too. Um, and it was he wasn't resisting anything, and it, mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, we don't know the whole circumstances to that. Uh, but I just thought that was a very interesting uh, thing to to know is that some cops, whether it's true or not. You know they have accusations against them using excessive force, and so that's another thing that needs to be addressed too. Is the, mm-hmm. the like you said the training, uh, finding ways to, you know, instead of pulling out the gun, use your taser because that's another option. You don't have to shoot everybody. You know, right. you could just taser somebody. Uh, the guy's name, the officer's name was Derek Chauvin, was the guy who um, pinned his knee into his neck. Devin, okay. Derek, Derek Chauvin. Oh, Derek. Derek, Derek Chauvin. That scumbag's gonna rot in jail the rest of his life, hopefully. And and you know what the sad part is? 
and um, he's gonna be in the prison where it's gonna be like a, a vacation to Cancun. You know, he's I don't know about be... that, dude. I don't. I don't think. I don't think prisoners gonna like cops too much, especially one that killed uh, killed an innocent man, or not an innocent man, but killed someone. You know, I think well, he's gonna th- have. Uh, I, I don't think he's gonna be in a cushy little local local prison. I think he's gonna be in the Fed, and uh, he will have a hell of a time in prison. I think I mean it's not gonna be like a vacation in Cancun. Let me not say that, but <laughs> I know cops are usually they usually put in more protective uh, prisons because they realize right. a lot of the people they're gonna be in prison with are people they put in jail. So yeah. they're gonna know that you know uh, if they put this guy um, into Gen Pop or he puts him with other prisoners, that there's a chance someone's gonna take his life. And so they're going to try to protect him yeah, as much as they can. Definitely. And, you know, you see it. Unfortunately, yeah, he killed someone, but he's still a police officer. So they want to protect their own. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. Oh, I would not be surprised one bit. It's uh, the system is screwed, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God for these protests, like I said, because if it wasn't for people rioting and looting and all this stuff, uh, well, not the looting, I should say, but. Uh, with all the vocal voices from around the world, Europe, Germany, United States. That's another thing uh, too is how how much the world has gotten in on this. This is like craziness that people from all the other countries are reaching out and governments and stuff. It's just how much this is exploded. It really, I think, it shows. It's a testament to how ready to explode this whole. I mean, the whole situation was with the racial injustice in the police system and even in the country for the last, you know. 60 years and plus that it finally came to a head with George Floyd's murder and now everyone is weighing in everyone's supporting it's pretty crazy to see like in a good way it's mind-blowing you know and uh, I have to not to give full credit and not to you know glorify the pandemic but I think if it wasn't for the pandemic we wouldn't have such a global scale because a lot of people are still stuck at home. A lot of people don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, please put on a face mask. That's the only thing I have against. Yeah, that. right. People out here coughing and not wearing the face mask. Oh, God. Um, but uh, a lot of people are cooped up at home. And so all this frustration and all this desire to get out. And now you have an issue that everybody wants to get involved with and, you know, help with, you know, people using that, that, that energy to go out into the, you know, onto the streets and voice their opinions. I think that's a really good thing that happened with this pandemic. Yeah, it, it allowed people to really focus on issues that are much bigger than we think. Yep. It was definitely a perfect storm of events leading up to this that led to this whole explosion. Yeah, it's... Uh, who knows what's going to happen with the other officers? I'm curious about uh, uh, what's going to happen with them, yeah, how many years they're, they're going to get. They're going to get probably just misdemeanors each, I guess. Um... I think Chauvin is being tried for second-degree murder, which is one step below premeditated. So I think the lawyers think they have a strong case with that. Um, and then the other guys, I have no idea what charges they're facing, uh, if they're going to face any charges at all. Let's see. I just had the New York Times article up here real quick. Um, yeah, as you as you, as you look that up, let me... So I, I, this is going to be a rude joke, but you know me. I'm a dark guy, so my, my humor is uh-huh. dark. Uh, and so, uh, so a guy, no, I, I just because I don't want to get nobody, you know, beat up, but he made a joke about the protest. And so, like, he said, um, imagine one of the, you know, leaders of the protest uh, decided that they want to lead a chant. And, uh, they was like, you know, they grabbed the micro- microphone and said, um, when I say I can't, you say breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I would be surprised if there are actually people protesting and chanting that, because um, you know, there's the whole "hands up, don't shoot" thing going on a couple of years back. Um, you know, people people want to make themselves heard, they want to make the police uncomfortable, and that's definitely one way to do it. Um, yeah, it's um, it's uh, uh, it's one of those things where a lot of people and. One of the things I hate about this whole thing too is that people are using are using George Flo- uh, George Floyd as a as a headline as a way to get you know trying to get famous you know yeah, you have people out here doing the George uh, Floyd challenge mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. I mean 
and then you have uh, Instagram uh, influencers who uh, I saw a video of one girl. I, I'm not sure who she was. Uh, she has a really good following, apparently. She she got caught on video. Um, there was a business owner boarding up his business, and she pulled up in a Mercedes, got out the car with her cameraman, and for like oh. 10 seconds, she acted like she was yep, helping I saw him, that. and then got back I in the car. I saw that too, yep. People are trying to capitalize just, on a national tragedy, and it's it's sick. It's disgusting. It's uh, those people right there should be should, should rot in jail mm-hmm. too, or have their house looted. Right. You know, it's ridiculous. I mean, and that's 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 the biggest issue with this. Um, with this is that a lot of people aren't about the cause. There's a, a lot of thousands, millions of people, um. Uh, who are passionate about it, but you also have those other millions that are just using it to for personal gain this, to get their follow account yeah. up to get you know that new Gucci purse <laughs> they know they can't afford. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, I have the uh, the charges here. So, for originally on May 29th, uh, they charged Derek Shaw and the guy with the knee on the neck with uh, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter, uh, and then. A week ago on June 3rd, they upgraded the murder charge to second-degree murder. So it's not second-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter. And then the other three former officers are all being charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder. So I think Perfect. they'll be away that- for a couple of years, and Chauvin's going to be away for a long time. Thank God. I mean, thank God finally someone is getting convicted. And hopefully, a lot of these cops are now put on... Um, uh, they realize that the consequences have actions. Uh, their <laughs> actions have consequences. Jesus Christ! Who? Um, and now, thank God, with the uh, with the ability of social media and uh, cell phone use, uh, people are able to capture yep. all the stuff. And, um, and and just another thing about this uh, whole George Floyd thing too. I was just reading an article where I happened to a white guy. I don't know where it was, but. Happened to him too, where a uh, cop kneeled on his neck for mm-hmm. like five, six, seven minutes, and I think he ended up dying too uh, in the ambulance. But you know, I'm not trying to divert the attention away from George Floyd, but I think this is again, this comes down to police abusing yep. their power, um, and uh, this has to be stopped. This this has and to. And we're, we're on a good we're on a good roadway um, to get there with all these protests and everything. So. Um, I got nothing else to ask you if you got something to ask me about or nothing. I mean, I think we covered a lot of good stuff in the last almost hour now. I mean, your, your white privilege allows you to get away with everything. You can still, you can shoot me tomorrow and you walk I, away. I, I right don't now. think that's true. And I, I would never shoot you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, 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 you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm a troll. Um, let me see. Um, a question I want to have for you is, um, um, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't think I really have a question. I think because we've talked about it before, and we're all, we're basically on the same page. And like, uh, I think the biggest thing was just like the white privilege because I know a lot of people have those, uh, wants to have those kind mm-hmm. of questions, and it's been a discussion for many years, uh, but it's never been right. addressed. And uh, it's one of those things where now. Um, just to talk about the entertainment business too, uh, I was just watching a, a thing with Michael B. Jordan, you know, the guy that played a Kim Monger mm-hmm. and uh, Black Panther. But it's uh, for a long, a long time in the, entertain- in the entertainment business, um, black people are usually, you know, portrayed as gang members, crooks, petty thieves, um, you know, pain in the bad light, drug dealers mm-hmm. on the street, you know, no education. And uh, and I think that's a conversation that we have to have too, because as, as an actor, this uh, you know a lot of people just want their big break. But I also my principles is I'm not gonna allow myself to be painted or you know take a character that's painted right. in such a bad light, because all it does is just add the fuel mm-hmm. to the fire. You know I don't want to be drug dealer number four. <laughs> uh, you know I I don't want to be the detainee yeah, number one. You want to be Black wanna, Panther. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! I'm trying to I'm trying to represent. You know what kind of flavor? You know I'm I, I'm I'm trying to have the money and the wealth and the power. But uh, you know it's um 
there's a lot of things that has to change and hopefully with the conversation with the police a lot of other things change too especially in, t- in the entertainment business because it's uh it's been a business i love and i and i enjoy being in it but the, you know there's been histories of you know uh prejudice and discrimination mm-hmm. in it and so the good thing i'm glad i, I, I shouldn't say glad uh I am fortunate that this George Floyd thing happened because now it's changing the landscape of yep. everything um, from jobs to the police and uh, to careers. And so uh, I think um, this was something that we had to do um, because if it was for George Floyd or it wasn't for the pandemic, who knows how many years would have right. went by um, until something changed. Yep, it's long overdue. Um, this, this whole... I don't, I don't want to call it a revolution because that's a little strong, but this whole—I don't know. This—I'll I'll say this, this whole revolution now that's going on is long overdue since before the Civil Rights Act was passed, even in '64. So I'm happy it's finally happening. Um, everyone out there, keep protesting. Wear your mask. Um, hopefully, enjoy listening to me and uh, Mr. No Days Off over there. Talk about uh, what's going uh, on yeah. there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, be smart, be safe, and be aware. And uh, thank you, everyone who's out there, you know, supporting the cause. And no matter your skin color, respect each other, help each other. We should all grow. I know this is a you know a black issue right now, but let's let's save everybody's lives too in the process. You know, let's stop having people get getting killed. Um, you know, over nonsense, or you know, you know, to change the landscape of everything, and uh, and hopefully in the next a couple years, um, because this is a thing that's not going to change in a couple months. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to take a while to, you know, to change. Um, but you know, uh, hopefully in the next few years we see a dramatic um, um, change in everything, and hopefully the media. So God, hopefully the media is one of the biggest ones that change because the media is one of the biggest instigators mm-hmm. of them all, and uh, it sucks to have to say that. And uh, you know, but it's true. They instigate a lot of things. They only want to use the bad stuff, and they never paint anything mm-hmm. in a good light for yep. the most part. And uh, hopefully the media changes too because they're they're the biggest culprit yep. of them all. Yeah, this is this is one of those moments in history where it's gonna be one of those where were you when. You know, like 9-11, um, stuff like that. You know, huge moments in history where people know exactly where they were. Like the United States winning the 1980 World uh, being the Russians in the 1980 Olympic hockey, which is a huge deal you don't know anything about. Um, you know, something like that. It's going to be such an integral part, I think, of our lives going forward. Like our kids are going to, well, you're not gonna, ever going to get married. You know, you, Yeah, you're not going to ever marry and have kids. But my kids will ask me. Dad, when were you, where were you, or what did you do to help this cause? And I'm not one to go out and protest. I feel like my talents are better served, you know, doing something like this, talking to you, opening, opening a dialogue personally. So it's one of those moments where you're going to remember where you were forever, and hopefully it'll have uh, a a good effect on where this country goes and then the rest of our lifetimes and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things, too, for me. Um, you know, we get to from 50 years from now, you know, when we're old and dusty and, uh, you know, we we hopefully have grandkids and stuff that we could talk about something we've achieved because I didn't think I, I, we would. I mean, obviously, we don't know in the future, but I didn't think we would have something to talk about, you know, as we got older about, you know, back in our days, people used to do this and this happened. And uh, now we have something to talk about yep. for the future. Uh, and we can educate people on stuff like that too. And uh, I'm glad for this whole thing to happen. And, um, and I wish people, you know, um, hopefully would treat each other with respect. This is not just a police mm-hmm. issue. Uh, this is also just, people to people issue you know um you know people should learn to just you know like you're you're italian i'm black and uh, i'm I'm more irish your family has welcomed me (laughs) irish oh for some reason i thought it was german i'm I'm half uh, half irish and a quarter italian german i think i don't know oh yeah and you're welcome to some black too so uh, you're welcome to the club somewhere in africa right 
<laughs> so Don is officially welcome into the that's into right. the club. What kind of favor, right. my friend? But that's all I got, Percy. <laughs> I'm glad we had this conversation, dude. This was this was intriguing for me, um, and a good way to kill an hour. You know, hopefully, people listening will enjoy it too, and um, everybody keep up the good fight. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, uh, just to end on a good note, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's it's a little weird for me because I've never really cared mm-hmm. about skin color, so it's it's always weird for me to say white person, black person, and stuff like that, especially in this context because, you know, I've just never really cared about it. But hopefully, you know, with this podcast, especially you know, with you being you know from the the white perspective and me being from you know the obviously the 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 black perspective that you get a different um side and different uh perspective about this issue and uh yeah to come yeah absolutely my podcast is all about opening discussions and starting that dialogue um because a lot of people are still uncomfortable to have it so uh hopefully this branches into um a lot of people's uh, minds, and hopefully, this starts a bigger um, um, uh, dialogue yeah. within our communities. And I look forward to the day where you know people don't run across the street when they see me. <laughs> I'm not sure that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. I'll talk to you later. Be good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining, Don. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, absolutely, Don the Fruitcake. Um, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. Uh, we got a lot more issues to talk about, a lot to discuss, uh, but we keep the comedy coming. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Keep protesting. Stay safe and uh, catch you guys in the next one. And remember, a better hand is a helping hand. Later, See you person. later, Doc. All right, pal. Uh. And, you know, one of the things, too, about these officers I was reading is that all of them have past uh, histories of being violent. Right. That's the, the thing with that is I don't read into that as much as some other people because I feel like it's it's just complaints of excessive force. Like if you if someone if a cop were to pull you over for speeding and find out you have a warrant and you, you get out of the car, you put your hands behind your back and they cuff you and put you in the car. You know, there's no no nonsense. But I'm sure you can still complain that the officer used excessive force and there probably won't be any proof that he didn't. So I'll get marked down in his file, you know? So I don't read it too much into that. I think with the dude, at least the primary dude that had the knee on George Floyd's neck, um, probably deserved all those or a lot of those complaints he had. I can't speak for the others because I um, I don't know them. I don't happen to see as much of them. So I don't read too much into the whole complaints thing because I think it's too easy to levy complaints against cops. I mean, I, I, I could be totally wrong and this guy could have punched a million people in the face, but I have no idea. Oh, no, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not gung-ho about all these accusations, but I just thought it was um, interesting because I know one of the guys that ran into... Um, I forget the, the guy's name, unfortunately. The one that um, killed George Floyd, the one, um, the main right uh, cop. Um, one of the um, suspects... He- Uh, that he beat him up and uh, I think he shot him too um, and it was he wasn't resisting anything and it, mm-hmm. I, I mean obviously we don't know the whole circumstances to that uh, but I just thought that was a very interesting uh, thing to to know is that some cops whether it's true or not you know they have accusations against them using excessive force and so that's another thing that needs to be addressed too is the, mm-hmm. the like you said the training uh, finding ways to, you know, instead of pulling out the gun, use your taser because that's another option. You don't have to shoot everybody. You know, right. you could just taser somebody. Uh, the guy's name, the officer's name was Derek Chauvin, was the guy who um, pinned his knee into his neck. Devin, okay. Derek, Derek Chauvin. Oh, Derek. Derek, Derek Chauvin. That scumbag's gonna rot in jail the rest of his life, hopefully. And and you know what the sad part is. And um, he's gonna be in a prison where it's gonna be like a, a vacation to Cancun. You know, he's I don't know gonna about be... that, dude. I don't. I don't think. I don't think prisoners gonna like cops too much, especially one that killed uh, killed an innocent man, or not an innocent man, but killed someone. You know, I think well, he's gonna th- have. 
I don't think he's going to be in a cushy little local local prison. I think he's going to be in the Fed, and uh, he will have a hell of a time in prison. I think, I mean, it's not going to be like a vacation in Cancun. Let me not say that. But <laughs> I know cops are usually, they usually put in more protective uh, prisons mm-hmm. because they realize right. a lot of the people they're going to be in prison with are people they put in jail. So yeah. they're going to know that, you know, uh, if they put, this guy um into gen pop or he puts him with other prisoners that there's a chance someone's going to take his life and so they're going to try to protect him yeah, as much as they can definitely and you know you see it unfortunately yeah he killed someone but he's still a police officer so they want to protect their own yeah i i, I get that and i would be surprised if that's what happens oh i would not be surprised one bit it's uh the system is screwed, you know, mm. and uh, thank God for these protests, like I said, because if it wasn't for people rioting and looting and all this stuff, uh, well, not the looting, I should say, but uh, with all the vocal voices from around the world, Europe, Germany, United States. That's another thing, uh, too, is how, how much the world has gotten in on this. This is like craziness that people from all the other countries are reaching out and governments and stuff. It's just how much this is exploded it really i think it shows it's a testament to how ready to explode this whole i mean the whole situation was with the racial injustice in the police system and even in the country for the last you know 60 years and plus that it finally came to a head with george floyd's murder and now everyone is weighing and everyone's supporting it's pretty crazy to see like in a good way it's mind-blowing you know and uh i have to not to give full credit and not to you know glorify the pandemic but i think if it wasn't for the pandemic we wouldn't have such a global scale because a lot of people are still stuck at home a lot of people don't work mm-hmm. um please put on a face mask that's the only thing i have against yeah that. right people out here coughing and not wearing the face mask oh god um but uh a lot of people are cooped up at home and so all this frustration and all this desire to get out and now you have an issue that everybody wants to get involved with and you know help with you know people using that 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 energy to go out into the you know onto the streets and voice their opinions i think that's a really good thing that happened with this pandemic it allowed people to really focus on issues that are much bigger than we think yep it was definitely a perfect storm of events leading up to this that led to this whole explosion yeah it's uh who knows what's going to happen with the other officers? I'm curious about uh, uh, what's going to happen with them, yeah, how many years they're, they're going to get. They're going to get probably just misdemeanors each, I guess. Um, I think Chauvin is being tried for second-degree murder, which is one step below premeditated. So I think the lawyers think they have a strong case with that. Um, and then the other guys, I have no idea what charges they're facing, uh, if they're going to face any charges at all. Let's see. I just had the New York Times article up here real quick. Yeah, that, um, as you as you as you look that up, let me. So, I, I, this is gonna be a rude joke, but you know me, I'm a dark guy, so my my humor is uh-huh. dark. Uh, and so, uh, so a guy, no, I, I just because I don't want to get nobody, you know, beat up, but he made a joke about the protest, and so like he said, um, imagine one of the you know leaders of the protest uh, decided that they want to lead a chant, and. Uh, they was like, you know, they grabbed the micro- microphone and said, um, when I say I can't, you say breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I would be surprised if there are actually people protesting and chanting that because, um, you know, there's the whole hands up, don't shoot thing going on a couple years back. Um, you know, people, people want to make themselves heard. They want to make the police uncomfortable. And that's definitely one way to do it. Um, yeah, it's um, it's uh, uh, it's one of those things where a lot of people, and one of the things I hate about this whole thing too is that people are using uh, uh using George Flo- uh, George Floyd as a as a headline as a way to get you know trying to get famous. You know, yeah, you have people out here doing a George uh, Floyd challenge, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and then you have uh, Instagram uh, influencers who uh, I saw a video. One girl, I, I'm not sure who she was. Uh, she has a really good following. Apparently, she she got caught on video. Um, there was a business owner boarding up his business, and she pulled up in a Mercedes, got out the car with her cameraman, 
and for like 10 oh. seconds she acted like she was yep, helping I saw him that. and then got back I in saw the that too, yep. people are trying to capitalize just, on a national tragedy and it's it's sick it's disgusting it's uh those people right there should be should, should rot in jail mm-hmm. too or have their house rooted. Right. you know it's ridiculous i mean and that's 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 the biggest issue with this um with this is that a lot of people aren't about the cause there's a, a lot of thousands millions of people um uh who are passionate about it but you also have those other millions that are just using it to for personal gain this, to get their follow account yeah. up to get you know that new gucci purse <laughs> they know they can't afford uh you know yeah oh i have the uh, the charges here so for originally on may 29th uh they charged Derek Chauvin, the guy who hit the knee on the neck, with uh, third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Uh, and then a week ago on June 3rd, they upgraded the murder charge to second-degree murder. So it's now it's second-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter. And then the other three former officers are all being charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder. So I think Perfect. they'll be away for a couple of years, and Chauvin's going to be away for a long time. Thank God. I mean, thank God finally someone is getting convicted. And hopefully a lot of these cops are now put on um uh they realize that the consequences have actions. Action. Uh, their <laughs> actions have consequences. Jesus Christ. Who um and now thank God with the uh with the ability of social media and uh cell phone use, uh people are able to capture yep. all the stuff. And um and, and just another thing about this uh, whole George Floyd thing too. I was just reading an article where I happened to a white guy. I don't know where it was, but I happened to him too. Where a uh, cop kneeled on his neck for mm-hmm. like five, six, seven minutes, and I think he ended up dying too uh, in the ambulance. But you know, I'm not trying to divert the attention away from George Floyd. But I think this is again, this comes down to police abusing yep. their power. Um, and uh, this has to be stopped. This this has and to. And we're, we're on a good we're on a good roadway um, to get there, with all these protests and everything. So um, I, I got nothing else to ask you. If you got something to ask me about or nothing, I mean, I think we covered a lot of good stuff in the last almost hour now. I mean, your your white privilege allows you to get away with everything. You can still you can shoot me tomorrow, and you walk I, away. I, I right don't down. think that's true, and I, I would never shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I, 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 you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a troll. Um, let me see. Um, a question I want to have for you is, um, um, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't think I really have a question. I think because we've talked about it before, and we're all, we're basically on the same page. And like, uh, I think the biggest thing was just like the white privilege because I know a lot of people have those. Uh, wants to have those kind of mm-hmm. questions and it's been a discussion for many years uh but it's never been right. addressed and uh it's one of those things where now um just to talk about the entertainment business too uh, i was just watching a, a thing with michael b jordan you know the guy that played a kim monger mm-hmm. and uh, black panther but it's uh for a long a long time in the entertainment in the entertainment business um Black people are usually, you know, portrayed as gang members, crooks, petty thieves, um, you know, pain in the bad light, drug dealers mm-hmm. on the street, you know, no education. And uh, and I think that's a conversation that we have to have, too, because as, as an actor, this, uh, you know, a lot of people just want their big break. But I also my principles is I'm not going to allow myself to be painted or you know take a character that's painted right. in such a bad light because all it does is just add the fuel mm-hmm. to the fire you know i don't want to be drug dealer number four <laughs> uh you know i i don't want to be the detainee yeah, number one you, you want to be black wanna... panther <laughs> oh yeah man i'm trying to i'm trying to represent you know what kind of flavor you know i'm I, I'm, I'm trying to have the money and the wealth and the power but um you know it's um there's a lot of things that has to change and hopefully with the conversation with the police a lot of other things change too especially in the entertainment business because it's uh it's been a business i love and i and i enjoy being in it but the, you know there's been histories of you know uh prejudice and discrimination mm-hmm. in it and so the good thing i'm glad 
I, I, I shouldn't say glad. Uh, I am fortunate that this George Floyd thing happened because now it's changing the landscape of yep. everything um, from jobs to the police and uh, to careers. And so uh, I think um, this was something that we had to do um, because if it was for George Floyd or it wasn't for the pandemic, who knows how many years would have right. went by um, until something changed. Yep, it's long overdue. Um, this, this whole, I don't, I don't want to call it a revolution because that's a little strong, but this whole, I don't know. This I, I'll, I'll say this, this whole revolution now that's going on is long overdue since before the Civil Rights Act was passed, even in '64. So I'm happy it's finally happening. Um, everyone out there, keep protesting. Wear your mask. Um, hopefully, enjoy listening to me and uh, Mr. No Days Off over there talk about uh, what's going uh, on yeah. there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, be smart, be safe, and be aware. And uh, thank you, everyone who's out there, you know, supporting the cause. And no matter your skin color, respect each other, help each other. We should all grow. I know this is a you know a black issue right now, but let's let's save everybody's lives too in the process. You know, let's stop having people get getting killed, um, you know, over nonsense or you know, you know, to change the landscape of everything. And, uh, and hopefully in the next a couple years, um, because this is a thing that's not going to change in a couple months. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to take a while to, you know, to change. Um, but, you know, uh, hopefully in the next few years, we see a dramatic um, um, change in everything. And hopefully the media. So, God, hopefully the media is one of the biggest ones that change because the media is one of the biggest instigators mm-hmm. of them all. And uh, it sucks to have to say that. And, uh, you know, but it's true. They instigate a lot of things. They only want to use the bad stuff and they never paint anything in a good light for yeah. the most part. And uh, hopefully the media changes, too, because they're they're the biggest culprit yeah. of them all. Yeah, this is this is one of those moments in history where it's going to be one of those. Where were you when? You know, like 9-11, um, stuff like that. You know, huge moments in history where people know exactly where they were. Like the United States winning the 1980 World, uh, being the Russians in the 1980 Olympic hockey, which is a huge deal you don't know anything about. Um, you know, something like that. It's going to be such an integral part, I think, of our lives going forward. Like our kids are going to, well, you're not ever going to get married. You know, you, Yeah, you're not going to ever marry and have kids. But my kids will ask me. Dad, when were you, where were you, or what did you do to help this cause? And I'm not one to go out and protest. I feel like my talents are better served, you know, doing something like this, talking to you, opening, opening a dialogue personally. So it's one of those moments where you're going to remember where you were forever, and hopefully it'll have uh, a a good effect on where this country goes in the rest of our lifetimes and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things, too, for me, um, you know, we get to from 50 years from now, you know, when we're old and dusty and, uh, you know, we we hopefully have grandkids and stuff that we could talk about something we've achieved because I didn't think we would. I mean, obviously, we don't know the future, but I didn't think we would have something to talk about, you know, as we got older about, you know, back in our days, people used to do this and this happened. And uh, now we have something to talk about for the future. Uh, And we can educate people on stuff like that too. And uh, I'm glad for this whole thing to happen. And, um, and I wish people, you know, um, hopefully would treat each other with respect. This is not just a police Mm -hmm. issue. Uh, This is also just, people to people yeah, issue yep. you know um you know people should learn to just you know like you're, you're italian i'm black and uh, I'm, I'm more irish your family I, has welcomed you know. me irish oh I, for some reason i thought I mean, it was german half irish and a quarter italian german i think i don't know oh yeah and you're uh, welcome black too so uh, you're welcome to the club yeah, somewhere in africa right <laughs> So Don is officially welcomed into the that's into right. the club. We're kind of favor, right. my friend. But that's all I got, Percy. <laughs> I'm glad we had this conversation, dude. This was this was intriguing for me, um, and a good way to kill an hour. You know, hopefully people listening will enjoy it too, and um, everybody keep up the good fight. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, uh, just to end on a good note, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's it's a little weird for me because I've never really cared mm-hmm. about skin color, so it's, it's always weird for me to say white person, black person, and stuff like that, especially in this context because, you know, I've just never really cared about it. But hopefully, you know, with this podcast, especially, you know, with you being, you know, from the the white perspective and me being from, you know, the obviously the uh, the black perspective, that you get a different. Um, side and different uh, perspective right. about I, I, this I, issue, and uh, yeah, to come. Yeah, oh, absolutely. My podcast is all about opening discussions and starting that dialogue um, because a lot of people are still uncomfortable to have it. So, uh, hopefully, this branches into um, a lot of people's uh, minds, and hopefully, this starts a bigger um, um, uh, dialogue yeah. within our communities and. I look forward to the day where, you know, people don't run across the street when they see me. <laughs> I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. I'll talk to you later. Be good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining, Don. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. Don, the fruitcake. Um, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. Uh, we got a lot more issues to talk about, a lot to discuss. Uh, but we keep the comedy coming. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Keep protesting. Stay safe and uh, catch you guys on the next one. And remember, a better hand is a helping hand. See you later, Doc. All right, pal.